today on Radio Italiana. Our special Veterans Day show honoring Italians, Italian Americans, and all who serve in the armed forces. Coming right up on Italian Radio Show. Folks, and welcome to the Italian Radio Show, part of the West Coast Italian Radio Network here in the lovely Palm Springs area, KMET 1490 AM or 98.1 FM, an affiliate of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Tony Lastella, and I have the lovely Marzia Caputo from Vincenza, Italy here with me as my co-host. Hello, Marzia. How are you doing today? Hello, ciao, Tony. Look at me, what I'm wearing. Can you explain what I'm, what I'm wearing? What you are wearing. You are wearing, it looks like a, an Italian, uh, some type of a military outfit there with, with different symbols of uh, different paratroopers and different things. Wow. Alpini. From Alpini. Wow. The, Alpini. Those are like the famous Italian special forces. So how did you ha- happen to get that emblem? Did you? Well, uh, my husband, when he was working with them, you know, they used to pass each other the pin, I think, for memory, you know, to know each other. Yes, yes. Class, all they worked together. That's what they did. The, you know, the, he passed that's off fantastic. And that passed off to the Italian, right? Well, I tell you what, the, in the Alpini, you know, paratroopers, many people know are, are some of the really elite special forces in the world. We're going to talk more about them here in a little bit. Folks, you are listening to us, of course, if you're down here in Southern California, live every Monday at 4 o'clock on the radio at KMET. But we can also be heard on our affiliate stations around the country. And you can stream our show live by going to our website, WCIR.biz. Just remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio. There's a link there on the page. Click that. It'll take you right to the KMET website. And then you can either stream the show live every Monday, 4 o'clock Pacific time, or you can listen to all of our shows, including this week's show, in our podcast, because as soon as we're done with the show today, it goes right up to our podcast. It's available there with all of our other shows from the last seven years. Please share them with your friends, with your family all over the world. You can listen to all of our great shows, many wonderful topics and guests And, uh, you know, we love our listeners wherever they are. I know we have many listeners across the United States and in other places around the world. Welcome to today's show. Let me correct something here. All going to get in trouble, okay, with my husband, please. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. He received this because he did the class with them. He did a, cl- a course. And uh, when you passed Oh, he, so he got the Alpini medal there. Well, that's fantastic. That's very, you know, that, that's quite an honorable And really quite an achievement because from what I've read, those Alpini paratroopers in Italy are among the, uh, you know, they're really amongst the top special forces in the world. And, you know, you, you don't really think about that. When you think of special forces, of course, you think about Navy SEALs or, you know, different things like that. But, you know, those 
paratroopers up there really are the real deal. So that's quite an accomplishment for him to get that. And as you have probably figured out by now, folks, today's show, this is our Veterans Day show on Veterans. Uh, it, it comes on Veterans Week because Veterans Day is a few days from now, but this is our closest show to that. So in today's show, we are going to honor veterans wherever they are and with a special emphasis, of course, because we're Italian here on Italian and Italian-American veterans. So with that in mind, we're going to start right into our news segment. And I'm going to talk about a guy here to start off with, Marcia. This is a great Italian-American historical sports figure from the 20th century. Somebody you don't really think of as a veteran because he really didn't have a great uh, time in the military, but he sure was a fantastic uh, figure and inspiration uh, in terms of in the world of sports. None other than Rocco Marchiano, or better known as Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano, okay? Um, his, he was born, though, as Rocco Marchiano, okay? And uh, interestingly, he came from, his father came from Abruzzo, his mother from Campania. Um, in fact, Campania is where my friends in Ardoni has come from. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he wasn't what you call a necessarily a, 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 a classy uh, uh, youth. I mean, he came up with, in poverty, so he came up kind of as a tough youth. Uh, but he wound up, you know, to really make really something of himself, despite the fact that he didn't come from a real classy background. Um, you know, he was did a lot of fighting, of course, when he was young. He did a stint, of course, in the military, kind of tying in with our theme today. Uh, unfortunately, that did not wind up real well for him. He spent 22 months in the U.S. Army prison uh, for a, I guess, a role he had in robbery. Uh, and his commanding officer said he had no value to the Army. Um, and so he was, um, you know, he, when he got out, though, he really made something of his life. As you know, he was probably the greatest uh, heavyweight fighter of all time. Of course, there's always that dispute. Who would have been a greater fighter, Rocky Marciana or, uh, you know, or Muhammad Ali? Um, and, you know, they were of two different eras. I know they've done different things on computers to try to do this. But Rocky went on, and he had a 49-0. to zero, um, You know, un- he was undefeated in his uh, heavyweight champion boxing career, mostly most of the time by knockout. So uh, a great Italian-American and, uh, you know, somebody that, uh, you know, perhaps he wasn't a, a, a model veteran, but he sure was a fighter. And, you know, and that's what, you know, a lot of our veterans do. They're there and they're real, real fighters, you know. Right, right. Really interesting story. Rocky Marciano. Such a- yeah, yeah, exactly. Crazy. Now, talking about, you know, Italian Italians and Italian-American fighters and uh, some of the things that uh, we're known for. Let's talk, first of all, about... Um, you know, we, 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 there's a lot of jokes about the Italian military, and we're going to cover all that, of course, in our after hours, uh, program. You know, we make sure you hear that, folks, this week, because we really get into that. But, you know, realistically, the Italian military has done some remarkable things. In fact, the Italian Air Force mm-hmm. is considered one of the top in the world. A lot of their, uh, you know, the, their pilots are the top mm-hmm. test pilots for a lot of the new planes coming out worldwide. Uh, including some of the new uh, spaceships and stuff like that that they're testing out right now. But they have really a mind-blowing air show. They got, I mean, you talk about the Blue Angels or the Thunderbirds here in America. 
when you're in Italy, you want to look for frecce tricolori, okay? The tricolor okay. arrows, okay? Frecce tricolori, yes. They have one of the top aerobatic demonstration teams in the world with the Italian Air Force there, okay? It's been going on since 1961. It's made up of 10 aircraft, nine of which fly in very, very close formation. Uh, and then they have a soloist in addition to that. They literally fly over 500 miles an hour just above ground level for spectator view. And they do just some amazing maneuvers in their show that lasts about a half an hour. I don't know. Have you ever seen these guys fly, yeah. Marzia? Well, they do because in Italy, traditional when it's this, the Liberty, you see a lot in Rome, they do that too. But they travel, they move. And you can see they put the color, they try to call tricolore, they put the color of the flag. Yeah, that's right, because when they do the smoke out of their tail, right. they do green, white, and red smoke. So this is the color of the Italian flag, okay? Oh, they're beautiful. They're really scary how low they can go. But, you know, it's really nice to see. That's good. Well, these you- are some of the top pilots in the world. You have to have 750 hours of flying a military jet to become a pilot. And the teams consist of about 60 members, you know, all the ground crews and everything else. They do about 35 demonstrations a year, and they really are something to see, you know. So uh, when we go to Italy sometime, I, I would love to see them, you know. You got to look on that. Yes, it's not a bad idea. Really nice to check it out. Now, kind of getting back with more of the traditional reputation of the Italian military, which basically, you know, there's, when you talk about the Italian, the, the Italian military, we're not talking Italian Americans here. We're talking the Italian, Italian military. There's a lot of humor and a lot of jokes made about, you know, they're being funny and effective, uh, you know, kind of, you know, that they always do stuff that's not the brightest stuff in the world. Uh, and you know, they probably do have a bad rap, especially when you consider that this, you know, Fourth Alp, uh, Alpini paratroopers, you know, how good they are in special forces. But, however, there is a story that kind of goes along with this hilarious, funny, ineffective bad rep. Okay. So recently, apparently, members of the famed Italian Spe- Special Forces Brigade, the Fourth Alpini paratroopers, accidentally seized a civilian occupied business in Bulgaria during a training event. So apparently what happened is they were doing this training exercise to stimulate taking over an airfield, right, in Bulgaria. Why they were in Bulgaria, I can't tell you. But anyway, they had most of the buildings were were, uh, were empty in Bulgaria, except for this one building that was not empty, uh, that was filled with engineers. It was part of the, uh, tra- uh, the uh, an engineering plant next to the airfield, not part of the training area, okay, but they didn't know this, so when when the paratroopers landed, you know, they took control of all the buildings, and they took care of that building. So they had all these terrified, terrified Bulgarian oh, engineers no. light up against the wall. Of course, this created a huge event, especially because you got the Russians there. The Russians can never mind their own business, right? So you had the Russian state... Uh, controlled media that somehow had a surveillance video. Yeah, the KGB. They say they're not around. Trust me, they're still there. Okay. Now they got the pictures of all this. Okay. And it shows the soldiers going into buildings with their weapons. And, you know, of course, they all have blank ammunition. Still makes a lot of noise. Okay. Um, and the Italian officials said no shots were fired during the incident. Of course, the, the Italian government apologized profusively to the Bulgarian government. Uh, promising they would implement procedures for, to prevent this type of thing in the future, but 
There you go. And this is why the Italian military has a bad name. Okay. So, so it's, it's funny. It's like last time you remember about the one that the, they were doing training and they went to do, they were supposed to go to field a shooting with the tank. Yeah, and the, yeah. The town wall. Do you remember that one too, the mistake? I yeah. remember, yeah, I remember. I read, yeah. Plus, all, plus, they built these two big aircraft carriers, but then ran out of money to buy any airplanes. So, trust me, some of this stuff is true. Even though we have great respect for the Italian military, their pilots, and their paratroopers, there is some truth to some of these other allegations. All right, folks, that's your Italian news for the week. We're going to be right back after the short break from our sponsors uh, with our favorite part of the show, our food and beverage segment. Don't go away. We got a lot more Italian radio coming up today for you. That's how it goes. And Joe, I know you're getting anxious to close. Thanks for the cheer. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers! 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com This is Tony LaStella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Why not use your mentality? Step up, wake up to reality. But each time I do, just the thought of you makes me stop. Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. All right, folks, now it's time for our favorite part of the show, our food and our beverage segment, because, of course, we're Italian. We love to eat, you know, food, beverages, wine, whatever. That's all in our culture. It's a big part of our culture. This great segment is brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka out of Austin, Texas. We love Tito's. They do so much for charities and communities across this country. And they have just a unique flavor, great for your party. Next time you're doing an event, make sure that Tito's is a part of it. So now, Marcy, I figured since we're doing, you know, our whole theme today Mm -hmm. is uh, veterans, you know, honoring 
uh, Italian, Italian-American veterans. I thought it would be fun if we go back in history to World War II, okay, um, right. to talk about the difference between the food of what the U.S. military guys ate and the Italian military guys ate. Okay? Right. So now, you know, we've we've talked about this. We know that there's a lot of uh, jokes made about how bad the Italian army was compared to, like, the U.S. Army, right? Uh, but i got to tell you something. When it comes to food, the Italian Army had us beat every way to Sunday, okay? Because U.S. Army food is very famous for being tasteless, and that is a target of jokes for centuries, ever since, like, the Revolutionary War. In Italy, it's a different story when it comes to feeding the troops, okay? So let's compare the two nations. Okay. So first of all, what were the rations, you know, when you're out in, in the field, when you're marching, you're out in combat, and you can't get to a mess hall, what are the rations that each of these uh, military, uh, you know, organizations fed their soldiers, okay? And the United States Army, it was the K ration. The K ration was the, the big ration during World War II, okay? It was... Uh, Basically, you put in individual servings that the soldiers could carry with them. Easy, you know, to bring it on airplanes, drop the troops, whatever, mobile things. Uh, and it pr- provided a couple of different boxed meals. You have breakfast, dinner, and supper. We're going to talk about breakfast and supper because dinner and supper was pretty much almost the same. So for breakfast, they got canned chopped ham and eggs. They got biscuits. They got malted milk tablet a dried fruit bar, pre-mixed oatmeal, halazone water purification tablets, no water, just purification tablets, like, if you know, um, four-pack of cigarettes, a thing of Wrigley chewing gum, a thing of instant coffee, a packet of toilet paper tissue, and sugar, okay? Mm-hmm. For supper, for supper was pretty much about the same. Canned meat, either pork, luncheon meat with carrot or apple, or they maybe get a beef or a pork loaf. They get biscuits. Then we get a chocolate bar, maybe a tropical bar, a commercial sweet chocolate bar. And again, the toilet paper, the four-pack of cigarettes, chewing gum, and a bullion packet. That was it. That was what we ate in the fields, right? Now, the U.S. mess halls were not a lot better. Ever since the American Revolution, soldiers have filled their stomachs with such delicacies as chipped beef gravy. Okay, and and undisputably, the worst uh, thing on the hate list of the planet is creamed beef on toast. Okay, um, it's it's this ground beef with some type of a weird sauce that no one knows what it is, and the beef is very fatty and it's like a thin milk-like soup. Lots of bechamel sauce. Yeah, yeah, lots of salt, pepper. Maybe you can get it down. All right. Comparatively speaking, let's talk about what the Italians ate, what they fed their military. During World War II, okay? The brother mama? The brother mama. The Italian (laughs) ration pack consisted of a breakfast shot, a 40% alcohol cordial. I already like this already, okay? A bag of powdered cappuccino, a box of biscuits, a bag of pasta, a disposable camping stove for heating parts of the meal, including cans of pasta fagioli, zuppa, marinara, cheese sauce, Carne and salsa sauce. So, I mean, you know, we're hey. already like... Fagioli, like, you, know, you, you know, killed the enemy. Like exactly. We're already decades ahead here, right? Okay? All the right. Italian Navy gets even better. You get things like pasta, 
You get uh, mackerel, which is a different type of pasta. You get fish, anything basically swims in the sea. Bread and olive oil, uh, and, and you get for your salad, oil and vinegar. Uh, so, you know, the, 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 the soldiers on the ships had it great. And no matter where the troops were, they had polenta. Polenta. Even in the mountains, they would get together. They had self-organized. They'd make all this polenta for all the soldiers. Now let's talk about the Italian mess halls, okay? The Italian mess hall food was based on what the usual diet of the Italians were. Lots of pasta, macaroni, okay? Canned meat and vegetables, and distribution of wine frequently in all the mess halls, plus cognac. Are you kidding me? Cognac? I thought that would want to get you to sign up for the Italian military. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, I, I don't know. If it, I have to be honest, I remember my brother, they was like, yeah, he had all this food, but it wasn't cooked well because they put one of the soldiers, and guess what? The Italian man really where to find one in order to cook. Although they have great Italian chefs, so we'll figure, you know. Uh, yeah. All the great chefs are Italians, right? So, all yeah, the Italians, yeah. yes. Well, there you have it, folks. That's your food segment for the day, the difference. If you, you know, the one thing you got going for you, if you join the Italian army, they're going to feed you well. Bye-bye. So now, Marcia. It's time to do our Italian Veterans Day words and phrases. And interestingly, I thought a good way to start this, as many people may not know here in America, that Philip Mazzei was an Italian physician, winemaker, and arms dealer mm-hmm. who was a very close friend of Thomas Jefferson. Right. Okay? And Mazzei acted kind of as an agent to help purchase the arms for Basically, the American Revolutionary War to help, you know, the the patriots here win the war. He was also famous for giving uh, Thomas Jefferson the famous phrase that starts the Declaration of Independence, all men are created equal. So, Marcia, I'd like you to read this. This was the original Italian version written for Jefferson by Philip Mazzea. Okay. Tutti gli uomini sono per natura egualmente liberi e indipendenti. So basically, it's a little, they, they changed a little bit when they put it into the, uh, into the Declaration of Independence, but it's translated as, you know, all men basically are equal and have, an, have are, are equal by nature with liberty and independence, okay? Freedom, freedom and independence. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I thought here uh, it would be fun to give you a few words Today and for our, our listeners, since we're celebrating Veterans Day, a few words that I'll say in uh, in English, and then you give me the Italian word that would go along that it would be kind of in that theme. So the okay. first word obviously would be soldier, right? Soldato, soldato, soldier. Okay, and of course, you can't have Veterans Day without talking about patriotism. So how do you say patri- patriotic? Patriottico. Patriotico, okay. Patriotico. Patriotico. Got you, got you. All right. And then, of course, our soldiers, what do they do? They defend the country. So when you say defend. Defendere. Defendere. And they have to have great courage to defend. So they have to be brave. And that is? Coraggioso. Coraggioso, coraggioso, okay? Yeah, and, and we all know that they make the sacrifice, sometimes an ultimate sacrifice, which sacrificio, is said. Sacrificio. Sacrificio. Mm-hmm. And, of course, one of the big things that they have 
that is really important is they have honor, which is honorare. Honorare. And mm-hmm. just like in America, in Italy, they have many, many wonderful heroes who have fought for their country. How do you say hero? Eroe. Eroe. And no, of course, last no. but not least. Because they say errore is like mistake. You say eroe. 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 Gotcha. Eroe. One R. Hero. Okay. Mm-hmm. And of course, you have the veteran. How do you say a veteran? Veterano. Veterano. All right. So in, you know, let's, let's wish all of our listeners out there. I'm going to do it in English first, and you're going to do it in Italian. A happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. Felice giorno dei veterinari. Va bene. Veterani. Oh, oh, I'm going to be fired here too again. Veterinari da veterani. <laughs> Something else. Felice giorno dei veterani. Felice giorno dei veterani. Veterani. Va bene, a salute. Salute. All right, so I thought it would be very, very good to bring back a really special person here. Um, you know, you don't think of this guy as being Italian, but he's 100% Italian. He's actually Italian-American out of New Jersey. Both sides of his family, he's Italian. None other than John Bon Jovi. have great, great respect for him, not only because he's a great artist and all the things he's accomplished musically, but because he's done so much for veterans in this country. I mean, he's literally raised over $1 million to build housing for homeless veterans. And just a great, great guy. Um, he did a song a couple of years ago that, and all the proceeds of this song has gone to support different better veteran charities. The song is called Unbroken. And I think there's no more fitting person we need to honor this week as our artist of the week than Bon Jovi and his song, Unbroken. I was born to be of service. Camp Lejeune just felt like home. I had honor, I found purpose. Sir, yes, sir, that's what I know. They sent us to a place I never heard of weeks before. When you're 19, it ain't hard to sleep in the desert on God's floor. Close your eyes, stop counting sheep. You ain't in boot camp anymore. Come out right. God of mercy, 
Just like yesterday, they're gone. I live my life for each tomorrow. So their memories will live on. Once we were boys and we were strangers. Now we're brothers and we're men. Someday you'll ask me, was it worth it to be of service in the end? Well, the blessing and the curses, yeah, I do it all again. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. This is Tony Lestello with the Italian Radio Show. 
Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. And we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Let's forget about tomorrow. Let's forget about tomorrow. Let's forget about tomorrow for tomorrow never comes. And we're back. This is Tony Lestella with KMET, Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. With the Italian radio show, we have a great guest for our Veterans Day program. Of course, Veterans Day is coming up this week. We always like to do something special. So we have brought in Renato Bacci, Ron Bacci, who is a retired colonel from the U.S. Army. uh, And he is one of the founders and I think the president of the Italian-American Veteran Museum, back in Chicago, Illinois. Ron, welcome to the show. Great to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. So now, getting before we get into the museum and stuff, let, let me ask you a little bit about your own family background, uh, being an Italian-American. Uh, when did your family come over from Italy? Well, my on both sides, on my mom's side and on my dad's side, they came over early. Uh, on my dad's side, uh, it was like 1910. My uh-huh. grandfather and grandmother came over went up to Wisconsin to work, and then decided uh, it was better to go to the big city, and they came down here. And uh, actually, my my grandmother, along with her two brothers, ran a small, you might say, grocery store slash little bar next to it. That's great. That's great. It was, in fact, it's in a couple of the uh, magazines or, or booklets that are on Chicago Italians. There's pictures of my grandmother in her store and my uh, two great uncles uh, in their little bar. Uh, that was wonderful. And my grandfather, my, my dad's father, was a sculptor. And back wow. in the early 1900s, they were making all these churches. And the Italian-Americans had their own churches. And he did a lot of the, the statues that ended up in those churches. Well, the Depression came. The business went belly up. Uh, the Prado Statuary Company, wonderful company. i tell you why in a minute. Uh, they, they weren't making statues because churches weren't being built. So my grandparents and the two uncles and their families, they went back to Italy. Uh-huh. And, and, and what, part of, uncles, what, what, what part of Italy? Tuscany. Tuscany. Luca. There you go. Luca. Know it well. Well, what happened? This is the interesting one. My, my grandfather came back because after the Depression, churches started being built again. So <laughs> there you go. The Prado Statuary says, come on back. We'll pay for your passage. Come back. We need you. You've got to make statues for us. So my dad grew up for, you know, about, he was born here. Uh, for about 10 years, he, he grew up in Italy and then came back. And Fantastic. Then he met my mom at the local corner grocery store where she worked. And she is Market John. Uh, from around Pesaro, and so they they started dating, and you know all during let's say after high school he worked a little, and then got drafted, and uh, went over to the war, and my mom and dad, uh, you know, 
were engaged at that point. They got married after the war, and I was born a year after he got out. So, you know, the normal Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite amazing. Now, now, apart from your father having served, obviously you had a a long and quite distinguished career in the Army. You retired as a uh, colonel. Uh, So tell us a little bit about your Army career. Yeah, it's a bunch of little things together. I I started as an infantry officer at one point, uh, learned how to be an armor officer. I was a tanker. Uh, I actually was the executive officer of an armor battalion. Wow. Uh, And then... And then at one point, I ran a reception battalion. I was a, a lieutenant colonel. After I did all those things, it looked good for me to get promoted to full colonel because I had all the right tickets punched. Uh, the only problem was there were no full colonel slots in the 85th Division at that point. So I went to the 308 Civil Affairs Brigade. I had that MOS, Military Occupational Specialty, as well. And when I went to the 308, uh, they put me into a, a position uh, in charge of the economics and commerce team. Uh-huh. And then, then Bosnia came along. Now, you know, my civilian life, I was in banking the whole time, you know, sure, all along. Sure. I was in the reserves, but I was a banker. So, uh, in charge of the economics and commerce team. So it was a came. match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I was, uh, pulled in for the first mission into Bosnia after the peace accords were signed in Dayton in 1995. So I got there in January of 96 and stayed for about seven months in Bosnia. And that's an interesting part of my career because I ended up asking my wife to send me civilian clothes because I worked with the World Bank, helping uh-huh. train the Bosnian bankers on Western-style banking. Gotcha, gotcha. Up until then, they did things the way that uh, the communist approach, you know, uh, a central committee would say, oh, we need this farm to be paid for. So go to the bank and tell them they have to pay it, pay for it. Yeah, well, yeah. Once they got into Western style banking, they had to prove that the entity they were giving a loan to was viable. And they so tell cash. us, tell us how the Italian American Veteran Museum founded in 2006. Tell us how this came into being. Yes. Uh, Tony Fornelli, who's uh, pretty famous around the Chicago area, he was a lawyer, and Mm -hmm. he for years was trying to push to have a museum to highlight the Italian-Americans, the biggest ethnic group that fought in the Second World War. Right, right. That's an interesting comment. So, uh, you know, people were would listen to him, but he couldn't get it going. So he put in a big chunk of his own money to start the museum. And the way that they did it, Franoi, which is the local Italian-American magazine here in the Chicago area, put a call out and said, if you have any kind of interesting things in your family about relatives that were in any of the wars, we'd like to have you come and see us and bring this stuff. And that's how they pulled it together. That's a little fantastic. fascinating thing. The display cases were at the Field Museum of Natural History. They were thrown away. We took them and refurbished them. And those are the display cases that you see if you come to our museum. So that's they had fantastic. Them, and now they have our heroes in them. So. so now, just just for the record, I, I pulled this off of your your website. It says Italian Americans have fought for old glory for centuries, and countless thousands have made the supreme sacrifice. They have the distinction in every major conflict and uh, military leadership. 
Thousands have earned distinguished service crosses and medals, bronze and silver stars, Navy crosses, Congressional Medals of Honor, and tens of thousands have earned the Purple Heart. So that really says something about the Italian-Americans, about our ancestors. And, you know, people would think that uh, because we see so many movies, of course, about the Italian-Americans associated with World War II. But this goes back, uh, like we were talking about earlier. I mean, we have relatives, I know I have relatives, who fought in the Revolutionary War with George Washington. They were there when the Declaration of Independence was signed. Uh, you know, and, and it goes on and on for several centuries, and especially, as you pointed out, in World War II, they were the largest ethnic group fighting. There's been a number of them that have had congr- uh, that have held, uh, I guess, three spots on the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So that really says something about uh, our people, you know, coming to this country, don't you think? Yes, and, and of course, uh, you may know that uh, Raymond Odierno, Odierno who was the chief of staff of the army just passed away a couple of days ago. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and we have um, one of our exhibits has him in that. And so we're sort of sad that he, he did pass. Uh, I think one thing that I, I didn't know, uh, you know, everybody knows John Philip Sousa, but yeah. the first band, first Marine band was asked by president Thomas Jefferson to be pulled together. And he asked Sicilian musicians to come over and join the band. That's great. You know, I I never knew that, but we have it in our museum. And, uh, of course, the the other thing that a lot of people know is Cotibaldi was asked by Lincoln to come over and take over a division. Wow, wow. It was at the same time that he was so involved in Italy with what he was trying to do there that he said, I really would like to, but I can't. So he never did come. But they were so enamored by him that the, I think it's the 39th New York Infantry, their nickname was the Cadibaldi Guard. <laughs> That's pretty good. And they were made up of mostly immigrants and not just Italians. It was, I think, 50 or so Italians. But yeah. I, I pulled it out. There's, there were German, Swiss, Hungarians, French, Spanish, and Portuguese in that unit. That's something. That is really something. Well, you know, and we got to remember that um, Thomas Jefferson was friends with Philip Mazze, who uh, gave him the phrase, all men are created equal. So, you know, Italians have been inspiring or involved from the beginning of this nation. So now tell us about the museum there, the Italian-American Veteran Museum in Chicago, the type of special events that you do and if you have anything uh, coming up. Yeah, well, what we've been, you know, of course, the COVID situation put us into a little bit of a lockdown, and we finally reopened, and on Saturdays, people can call and make an appointment to take a tour, uh, and it's a, we, of course, require all the standard things, the masks and everything, uh, and a group of 10 can take a tour at any one Saturday, and we'll have somebody there to take them around, so we've at least done that for uh, veterans groups were allowing them to meet with up to 25 people in the museum. And then after their meeting, they can go off and, and check all the exhibits. We just had one there on Saturday. I was there. We had uh, the uh, first CAV, uh, one of their local chapters uh, from the Chicago area, the Sheridan chapter, had their meeting there. And then after, my curator and myself were there to take people around and show them the, the exhibits. So, you know, we're open to that. We had the American Legion district meeting in the museum, and that's something we can do. We have to 
keep it limited and they have to be protected, but we've been able to do that. And it's, it's become a, a way to do things. Now, on the other side, we've been in hosting again with a limit of 25 people presentations. And we are, we had one about, uh, the, all the memorial statues around the state of Illinois. One of the local people, uh, Major Lorenzo Fiorentino wrote a book on all the memorials in Illinois, across the whole state. And so we had him come in and speak. Uh, I'll be speaking on November 14th, right around Veterans Day, about my experiences trying to get the Bosnian banking system up and running. Uh, sounds like that's going to be quite an interesting topic, you know. So tell us, we only have about a minute left, but tell us um, how people can Find out more if, 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 if I'm an Italian American and I'm living somewhere in the country and I want to come to your museum or maybe I have something to share with one of my ancestors, relatives. How can people get in touch? How can they find out and give us the, the, the scoop? Well, the best way is to go to our website, which uh, Italian American Veterans Museum. So IAV for Italian American Veterans mm-hmm. and then the word museum. So all one word, one. IAV Museum, okay. At org, dot org. Dot org. And, and you guys are open when? We, we tend to be open on, on Saturdays. That's, we don't have any full-time staff. We, we use our volunteers from the board to, to handle the Saturdays. But people but, can call in advance if they want to take a tour if they're coming to Chicago. That's right. And, and on that website, you've got a million different things that you can look I at. I love your website. It's a great website. Well, thank you so much, Renato. It's great to have you on the show. And we just want to remind people that we're going to have a little more extended conversation with Renato here when we get to our After Hours podcast. So make sure you go to the website at wcir.biz. Click on the link there. Sign up for our, our After Hours show, and we'll talk a lot more about the Italian American Museum and just in general the Italian Americans and their contributions to the military service. This is Tony Lestella with KMET Palm Springs for the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back after this short word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Oh, oh, Americare, Americare, just on off and on. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. 
Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. This is Tony Lastello with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. Well, now, folks, it's time for our Italian events. We have different events from all over the western United States. And if you have an Italian event that you would like to submit to us, please go to our website, WCIR.biz, again, remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz, and you can submit your event to us there. Um, we have a great calendar that we're establishing on the website that will have all of the events, the big ones, the small ones, from all over the country. And for the, you know, for the ones actually on our, our, on our event calendar here on the show, uh, we have to kind of pick the large ones because we only have a limited amount of time. So we're going to pick just the major ones here. But all the other events will be there on our website. So please send us your events. Uh, now, getting right here to kind of the main events coming up over the next uh, 30 to 60 days. Starting right out, we have Andre Bocelli concerts. Very, very exciting. The number one Italian singer in the world. He's going to be coming to different places, Texas, Utah, Oregon, Washington State, various places across the western United States, starting as early as October 24th through the end of November. Make sure you go to wherever uh, your local Ticketmaster is. Find out for the dates and locations in your area to get tickets. Moving on to Sunday, November 14th, the 15th International 
Risotto Festival. This sounds like fun, okay? This is going to be at the Houston Design Center in Houston, Texas, okay? Proceeds go to fight hunger and to end waste. So it sounds like a very good cause. Make sure you go to the Houston Design Center website for ticket information. I love risotto. I tell you, uh, well, you, you can know. send it to them to check if it's really good, you know, just an idea. Absolutely. And then last but not least, we have coming up our first event of the holidays, the Seattle Italian Club Annual Christmas Party and Dance on Sunday, December 5th, with music by Mary Marchese and the rave band. Mary's a wonderful, wonderful performer. I just did Fessy Italiano with her up in Seattle. It's the Glen Acres Golf and Country Club, where it's going to be located. Make sure you contact the Seattle Italian Club to get your tickets. So now you know, Marcia, I was telling you earlier, we have a brand new website, beautiful website that was made for us by one of our partners, David Mastis, does wonderful work. Make sure, folks, you go and check this out. Again, remember the name of our show, the West Coast Italian Radio, so the acronym WCIR. WCIR.biz, go there, check out the new website. We are starting the very first International Italian Business Directory. We're launching it this month, okay? Uh, it's going to have all the businesses, all the Italian businesses worldwide. So wherever you're living in the world, you can Google an Italian business. Of course, it's going to be a thing over the next six months getting all the businesses added, but it's really going to be a very, very cool thing. Um, and then if, right from there, you can listen to our show 24-7. This show, immediately when we're done, goes up into our podcast. It's free to all your friends, all your family, all over the world. Please share it. And the way you share it is send them to our website. They can click on it there. They'll take, go right to our page with KMET, and you can hear the show in our archives there in our podcast, both this show and all of our other shows from the last seven years. So please make sure you share it with all your family and friends, because we love our listeners wherever they are around the world. And you know, Marcia, last but not least, we've been talking about this, and we're finally ready to do it, our After Hours show, mm-hmm. our first After Hours show, Luce Italiano, uh, Italia, go ahead, tell, tell me how you say it. <laughs> That's why you need me. Radio Italiana Luce Rossa. Radio Italiana Luce Rossa. There you go. Radio Italiana Luce Rossa. The Red Light Italian Show, where we tell you what we really think about the topics of the show. And we can be very graphic with how we want to say things uh, because we're Italian. We don't have the FCC on that show breathing down our backs. It's all on the Internet. You have to be 18 years and older by subscription only. It's coming out this month. Again, go right to our website. WCIR.biz, because we have shows there that you don't want to miss, and some great guests as well. So, folks, thanks so much for listening to us today. Make sure you tune in next week, because every week, Mondays, 4 o'clock Pacific time, right here out of the Palm Springs area, we're going to bring another great show with the ABC, KMET Palm Springs, part of the West Coast Italian Radio Network. I'm your host, Tony Lustella, signing off with a lovely Marcia Caputo. Ciao a tutti ragazzi, ciao, un bacio. While rain is falling.